Welcome to the show, Lyle. How you doing today? Buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm excellent. We're holding up over here, man, keeping ourselves busy with positivity and, uh, you know, entertainment, video games, shows, music, movies. Uh, what about you? What are you doing over love here it. to keep yourself? Yeah. I love yeah. it. It sounds like you guys are having more fun uh, than 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 I am. And I, it, it's uh, it's been hectic. I mean, it, we, I have four kids that uh, are all under the age of 12 and um, keeping them busy. Last week was spring break, so we brought spring break to the house and um, – my wife has turned into a uh, a teacher, um, a public school teacher. So, yeah, it's a little bit hectic here. We're, video games has, have not been a part of my life, although I, I I would I would love to go back to that. <laughs> I think we're on like a permanent spring break, at least until like maybe June. Optimistically, hopefully, we're back by the summer. You know, able to function. And uh, you know, I'm a teacher. I'm a music teacher. My and, you know, constantly learning new apps like Zoom and all this type of stuff. But uh, to talk about video games, you know, I, I, I keep telling this to anyone that will listen. I've been playing Fight Night, the boxing video game. I had such a great start. I made a creative player called Johnny Sig, and he started off 2-0 with two KOs. I've lost now my last 17 fights. It's been tragic. That, that makes – that's tough. That's, I mean, that's even tough to get the commission – to approve you at this point, Johnny. <laughs> the, the, I love Fight Night. Man, I, I used to play Fight Night all the time. I think Oscar, the last time I played it till Oscar De La Hoya was on the cover. The problem for me, Johnny, is that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I used to kick everybody's ass in video games when I was younger. And now my, my six-year-old daughter beats me in any game we play. So it's not nearly as much fun for me to, to play video games anymore. Well, that's the problem is that these kids are too good at it. And yeah. they spend a lot of time on it. And I try to go and show up like with strategy. Cause I'm a former amateur fighter. So I, I think to myself, like I know a thing or two. So I go there and try to use the jab, the one, two, go to the body, go to the head, but it doesn't matter. Cause these kids are just so good at video gaming. I just get ripped apart. That's just, it's so true. I mean, it, it, it's true. It, and plus they know all the secrets, right? So you could be whipping their ass, you know, just with jabs and, you know, straight, you know, straight right or whatever it may be, and, and they, they pull out a super punch and you're fucked. It's not even, it's not even, <laughs> it's not fair. I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. So aside from video games, we're watching movies and TV shows. Uh, is there anything that you're watching right now, TV show or movie-wise? Well, we, I, I, with my, I have a 12-year-old daughter, so I'm kind of, what I did show, go from a movie perspective, trying to go through the classics, right? And um, she's, she's not having much to do with it. She's not enjoying the same movies I like, like the Vacation series. I thought would be hysterical for her. Didn't didn't love that so much. And 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 even though uh, I'm, I'm hoping my wife doesn't listen to this, we watched Wedding Crashers the other day, and she seemed to like that. So um, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to trying to enlighten her with some of the great movies of the past, but some of them aren't going over well. Some of them are seem seem to be hitting hitting the right chord, but uh, those are the ones that I'm pr pretty sure I shouldn't be showing her. Wedding Crashers is a great movie, and we're we'll something good slide movie. over here too. I have a you know an 11 year old stepdaughter, you know, and and some movies you know we just let it slide nowadays. Make sure it's not too rough and, and too crazy, right? But you know, they're funny movies.
movies and it's all about, you know, sharing positivity right now and, and getting a laugh or, you know, killing the time because like you said, like, you know, we're all cooped up, man. You know, we're all hanging out and we're all in this together. Yeah. So if, if a funny movie comes on, you know, such as a wedding crashers, you know, I'll let it fly. Um, and then like, that's I how kid, I feel, Johnny. I agree with you a hundred percent. When I was a kid, you know, back in the day, man, I'm 41 years old. My parents used to say like, cover your eyes, cover your eyes when the part comes on, you know, like you were able to watch some like movies like police Academy with your dad, but he would tell you when the booby scene comes up, cover your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I I mean, I grew up a little bit differently. My mom, I think when I was eight years old, took us to see the jerk. And then I think when I was 12, I saw Porky. So, um, for me, it was a it was a little bit more liberal of a, of, a, of growing up. My dad died when I was four, um, so my mom kind of uh, was mom and dad. So she, I think, she felt compelled to allow us to do things that we probably should not have been doing. During these times, it's whatever gets you by, as long as you're not hurting yourself or someone else. And it's funny that you mentioned the jerk. This is the second time that someone's mentioned this movie to me in the past two days, and I can't wait to watch it later because it's on my to do list because I have a list of things I want to do. Porky's is definitely one of them. And I'll go there in a second. Great movie, you know. But uh, the jerk, that gas station scene, Steve Martin. Oh, he hates man. those cans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his, his uh, physical, you know, comedy and just everything. You know, he did such great movies, but I think that's my favorite from him. He is, he is brilliant. He is oh, he's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a that was a classic movie. See, that's a movie I think that would be great for her to watch. I don't think she'd like it, but um, I don't know. I it's it, that that was a, that's an all time classic for me. And, and you know, the other thing, I'm, which is nice, is that she's a pretty good athlete. So I've been running with her, which I really don't have the opportunity to do um, when you know when all this craziness isn't happening. The only problem now is she's kicking my ass. She's just mm-hmm. she's just a good athlete. She's fast. She's strong. And she she laughs at her old man now, which I'm not so happy about. <laughs> what I'm trying to do with the kid is to get her to do something, you know, uh, every day. And, and I never had to force, like, you know, she's into martial arts and stuff like that. And I'm so thankful I never had to force it. And with music, I'm essentially a drummer, but also a guitar player. But That's drumming's cool. like my major trade. Yeah, man, thank you. And uh, so she's showing interest in that. So I'm trying to keep her busy and occupied with that and she learns so fast and it's amazing and it's funny like you know you mentioned like putting a movie on yeah you mentioned putting a movie on and the kid not like responding to it when you throw those duds on you're like yeah you know this is a great movie you're gonna love this and then it's like they're like this sucks and it's like man walking out like like within the first 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) you feel so let down but when you get those good ones it makes you so happy like I put Transformers the movie on the animated one from like 1986 Oh, awesome! And yeah, and she and she loved it. I was like, "Damn, this is awesome!" And then recently, we're like over Kai, I'm watching this show, and she lo- absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know, we I have, a, I have a heavy bag and a speed bag out here, and we have a room in the backyard to work. And I, you know, I I I, I, I still train, you know, at least three four times a day. And it was cool. She she actually a couple of the girls came out and wanted to hit the bag with me. So we ended up doing a, a little workout, and that was that 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 made me very happy. Oh, there's no doubt, man. You got to do things. I go for walks and not. Like I said, Isn't that funny, Johnny? Drums, yeah. It, I mean, walk, I, I, yeah. going going for walks, like it's something I would never. 
mean, if you if you box and you've had an amateur career, you, I mean, you're a competitive guy. And who would have thought that going for walks would be on your on your schedule? I mean, just not not me until this, right? So taking walks now, I'm actually appreciating that. Oh, it's so important. And it's funny what you talk about appreciation. I walk by a tree now and I just look at it like, oh, my God, this tree is so beautiful. <laughs> you know, like you just stop and really – like this is going to sound corny, but you stop and smell the roses now. Like true, more dude. than ever. It's yes. It's yeah. important right now because everything's a mess, you know, but it, it's all about being on the front line of defense of what I call positivity is just, you know, running through this, man, the best way we can, you know uh, – and just staying optimistic and, and taking your vitamins and getting rest and, you know, sharing time with loved ones. Put on an old record, man. I went through the Led Zeppelin catalog the other oh, day. Man. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. I put on Led Zeppelin, and I just chilled out, and it was great. You know, yeah. I, I went had a cigar on my balcony, listened to Led Zeppelin, start to finish every single song. Damn, that sounds like a good day and night. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I had a couple of beers. It was. I would it was say had a couple. Of, definitely had a couple of drinks with that. That sounds good. Oh, you got it. That's the only way <laughs> to do it, man. But you know, um, we were talking about amateur fighting. You had a, quite an amateur career. You won the Golden Gloves before. Yeah. Um, you, you had a nice amateur uh, pedigree. And uh, tell me why. You know, the token question always: How you got into boxing? But it's always interesting to know. How did you get your start in the fight game? Well, I mean, from from a just from actually fighting perspective, I, I mentioned that my my dad died when I was younger, and I just really learned how to box so my brother wouldn't beat the shit out of me every day. So um, that was that was uh, very important. But when I went to um, when I went to uh, off to college, I had been training and and uh, working with people out of Cleveland, but no, nothing very consistently. Had a couple of fights, but nothing uh, of substance. But when I moved to Cincinnati um, and I stopped playing all other sports and realized that I wasn't as good as I was in, in most of the things that I was doing, I really focused more on boxing. Um, it was something that it, I, I hate losing. So from from a team perspective, I always took losing a little bit harder than the people on my team. So boxing was 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 perfect for me because if if I I really only had one person to blame for for uh, win or for losses and only one person to look at to get better off of wins. So for me, being in a sport where the the majority of the responsibility it was was on my back is something that I always felt like I want I wanted that responsibility I wanted it in all the other sports that I played so boxing was perfect for me and um, the the competitive nature the camaraderie that you develop in boxing is is really second second to none I mean the it's just the the people that you're around. Uh, generally speaking, are good people, and they all want uh, what's best for you. Now, if they're on the other side of the ring, um, I, I'm a big believer that you just you're never friends with those people because they're trying to take something from you. And um, no matter what it is, no matter how small, no matter how big, in some instances, it's it's a life or death situation. Situation. So. Um, yeah, from my perspective, it was all, it, being involved with boxing something I always loved, uh, and um, and getting into it really all it took was me uh, realizing that I had a future in boxing, and that 
um, it was where I wanted to be. I felt more comfortable in the ring um, back then than I did just in general public. It's a complete metaphor for life, boxing. I mean, you get knocked down. Like, we're all getting knocked down right now, but we got to get up. Oh, yeah. Like he's talking about. Yeah, we're all getting knocked down, but we got to get up. And that's why I love the sport so much. I've been watching a lot of classic fights uh, recently. You know, the go-to, the standard issues, the Gotti Wards. And, you know, I've been taking a deeper dive into other things, like even on, like, old-school showbox cards or USA Tuesday night fight cards. But for me, I got into the sport from my father. He was a great jazz guitar player um, and also a passionate boxing fan. And just growing up and, and being around him, watching it and, and seeing how much he was into it made me want to not only be a, a fan, but it made me want to participate. And he was very apprehensive about me doing it until he saw me perform and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But boxing is, is that natural high, man, and it's a great sport. You know, uh, unfortunately, tragedies do happen, and it, it's a very barbaric sport, but there's always class to it. You know, at the end of the day, for, for the most part, like when you when you share an experience with someone and have a, a, a war with someone or you see fighters, professional fighters like Gotti and Ward share like water after the fight and, yeah. you know, celebration of what they knew they experienced together, you don't see that in any other sport, man. Like there's no. a difference between boxing and any sport, and I've played them all, and I love a lot of sports. I'm a big baseball fan, big football fan, love UFC, love everything, but – you know, for the most part, boxing is the most unique sport on the planet, and you get such great personalities and stories. Like, these people, most people that get into boxing, their fight begins before the ring, you know, whether it's something they deal with with poverty or something going on at home or, or whatever. Like, they're, they're natural-born fighters for the most part. People obviously are born into wealth and still decide to fight. But everyone's got a reason for it, and I love boxing stories. Um, are you watching any fights right now to keep you through this, to keep you entertained? Yeah, absolutely. But let me, let me just make a couple of comments about what you said because it really hits home. I mean, one of the, another, there's so many reasons that I got involved in, in boxing and so many things that I look back on so important. But the, the, the fraternity of boxers is it, it really is that. I mean, everybody, if you've been in the ring, there's that mutual respect, regardless of what, what level, right? And um, to, that, to that point, there's nothing that irritates me more than somebody who says that they boxed and you know they're full of shit, right? Because of the respect that you really need to earn. My coach, um, Jackie Shropshire, who was an outstanding coach, uh, used to say to me, he said, 1% of the world will, will hit a bag. And then 1% of that 1% will get into the ring and spar. And then 1% of that 1% will actually fight. He said, you're special. What you do is special. Do not let the moment pass you by. And it just got me fired up before that fight because it's true. Right? Like you're yeah. one one thousandth, thousandth of a percent every time you step through the ropes. And that's and it's so impactful and it's so important. I mean, there's and you talk about... Um, the socioeconomic condition of, of fighters. Go, go and look at, at world champions. Go and look at their their race, their religion, their color, through where they're from, through the through the through hundreds of years. It's all based on the socioeconomic condition of the world. 
and those are the world your world champions. And the other thing about boxing is, you know, be, I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish, and I used to, my mom, why would you fight? You know, you don't, you know, all this stuff. Well, it, boxing was a Jewish sport for years. For 30 years, boxing was a Jewish sport. But the reality is that when it, it really doesn't matter. It's those people who are trying to find a better life for themselves. And on top of it, I always say that it's the queen's sport. It's not a brutal sport. It's ballet with gloves. It's, it's, it is a beautiful sport rather than a brutal sport. You can't get, you know, you talk about some of the fights you've been, been watching. I've been watching the really old fights. Like I was looking and trying to find fights on Harry Grab. Here's a guy who was never more than 170 pounds his whole career and, and, and was fighting light heavyweights. I mean, he was primarily down at 140, and he's fighting Gene Tunney at 175, 178 pounds. I mean, these guys were real really amazing not they weren't just tough it was beautiful the way that they fought it really was ballet with gloves and that's why i have such an appreciation for the sport that and the fact that forever for as long as boxing has been around it's always going to be replaced right and when 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 football came on the scene now boxing's over Football is, is going to take over, and now as recently as as, as you uh, and the uh, WWF when wrestling was started to get big and the Hulkster Hulkster was out and, and talking about eating vitamins, which I thought was, was similar to what you were saying, but um, that it was going to take over. The WWF was going to boxing was never going to exist, and now with the UFC, the same thing. But boxing will always exist. There's no it's, doubt, boxing is that cockroach, man. And keep coming back, and it's like that chick that every once in a while she's gonna burn you, but the loving is so good because when boxing's at its best, so bro, true. you want yeah, you want to come back to it. And you know, you said so many great things there, and I'm gonna tell you real quick about the first time I ever got hit was by my trainer. And when I got hit for the first time, I almost wanted to cry. You're right; it takes a different animal. I was training, and we had such a great relationship. We watched fights together. He's like, okay, I'm going to show you now some defense. He's like, you're probably going to catch some fire. Deal with it. I said, all right, no problem. I did Taekwondo or whatever. I emotionally was connected to this person. So when I got hit, I was, like, sad. I was like, oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. But I learned how to take it. And to this day, I still think my nose is crooked because of him. But one of the reasons why I had to fight, too, is my last name, Signorella. So people get it twisted. They think it's Cinderella from the Disney movies. Oh, so I'm like, crazy. no, 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 it's Signorella. <laughs> so on the bus when I was a kid, people be like, where's your glass slipper, bitch? I'm like, no, it ain't no glass slipper. It's Signorella. Get it right. Learn how to spell. <laughs> I had no choice, man. <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. But speaking awesome. of the fight game, you know, you're involved with Rachel Charles. She is so amazing. Ah. Um, I, oh, what a sweet yeah. heart. Seriously, she she has been through it. She under she understands this business and the, the PR perspective of this business and really the operations piece of this business as well as, as anybody. She's she's fantastic. Amazing. Amazing sweetheart of a person. You guys uh, are, you know, combined over at Sure Management and, I've interviewed some fighters from that, that fraternity, and I got to say, man, classy kids, you know, um, just did Victor Morales Jr. I heard it was a great, great interview. You know, Ronald Ellis 
great, great personality. This kid is so electrifying. He's amazing. Oh, he really is. man. Look, one of the best interviews. And, and let me tell you something, man. Not to brag, I've interviewed Evander Holyfield, Manny Pacquiao, like many, many people. I, Rocky, he sticks out as one of my favorites, man. Like that personality that kid has. It's man. like that. It's amazing. I know that one of the things, kid. one of the things when, when Ken and I started the business was that we weren't, we weren't going to just look for people who were dominant in the ring because the, it, it, we required kids who were high character individuals. And that's probably more important to us than actually, uh, than actually what they can do in the ring. Johnny, you obviously watched a lot of fights and you know what it's like. And it's not always the, it's not always the best fighter that's the world champion, right? The people that you, that are, uh, are electric and the people who are high character individuals, those are the people that you want to be at the top of the game. And it's not a mistake that they are. They, it's just having, a, being a high character goes so far in, in your life. And one of the things that Ken and I did not want to experience, we've been told since we started this business that you can't fall in love with your fighters. And we say bullshit. You're just, people are just getting the wrong fighters. And, and I think that that's very true. You have a guy like a, a, an Akeem, a, a Ronald Ellis, or Victor Morales. Those guys come from great families, and they, they, they're legitimately very, very good people and very, very, very high-character individuals. So we believe we can fall in love with those kids. It's hard not to because they're such good kids, and um, it it really does go a long way, and I appreciate you saying that about those guys. It makes me feel Oh, good. absolutely. And Victor Morales, you know, Fantastic. a great personality as well, charming kid. Like, And I love what you said right there, and that's important that we all take care of each other. Like, no matter what company you run, like I ran a business with music lessons for many years. I had a staff. You know, I always took care of them. It was always important to give tribute back. And Absolutely. people got to understand, like, you know, that's why when I interview fighters, what I always try to do is interview the person, not the fighter, because they're people. And Absolutely. they have personalities. And, and they're electrifying. And they do things like we do. They play video games or, you know, they have families. They have side things that are going on that are really, the, I shouldn't even say a side thing. It's the focus of their life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, of course I want to hear about their boxing pedigree. I want to hear about their their background. But more so importantly, I want to know about the person. And when you have people like I just mentioned there from your stable, your, you know, amazing stable that you guys have over at Sheer Management, it's just great, like, to understand, like, how these people are just real, down to earth. And I wish them and you guys the best because, you know, uh, connecting with everyone over the past week, and that's what we're all doing is connecting. You know, we're all you jumping on, you know, Skype, Zoom, and it's like always, can you hear me? Can you see me? That's what I need to say every day. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Right. And, <laughs> and you're talking over every, each other, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you, you got – exactly. So you got all this new normal that we call it, but it's enabling us to connect. And I'm so appreciative of, of everything you guys have done for my uh, show at Leave It in the Ring and – uh you know, just connecting with us. And I think that's the positive we have to take away from this when we get back to normal, because we're fighters. We're going to fight through this. And when we get back to normal, hell yeah. When we get back to normal, you know, we were all going to be closer from it and, and hopefully all learn, you know, from interviews like I did or other podcasts as well, 
that are doing some unique stuff and introducing some new talent or talent that's been there, but you never knew that talent in a different, you you hear them in a different way because we're all talking about different things now because that's all we have is time. And speaking of time, you know, I got to say, Lyle, I really appreciate your time. This was a fantastic fantastic experience and i'm so appreciative of you well i appreciate you johnny i've had i've had an opportunity to listen to you um since you, you talked to a team i think you do an outstanding job i mean I, it's it's obvious that you're very interested not only in the boxing experience but uh, uh in the person too and i think you ask great questions i think you make everybody feel comfortable like you made me feel comfortable and i appreciate you very much you just keep at it because it's outstanding. Your, your your stuff is fantastic. That that means the absolute world to me coming from you. I hold you in a high regard. And it's all about making people comfortable and positive and happy, man. Like, you know, I, I might sound a little bit hippie-ish. Yeah, I take some CBD and stuff like that, guys. And I encourage you to do But at the end of the day, man, like, you know, bottom line is, man, I've been in the, the business with boxing and music a long time, uh, doing interviews and such, and, you know, being interviewed myself, like, I, I never want to come across as a douchebag. Right. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy, that's for what's sure. <laughs> I respect you, you're a freaking, you know, when, when I get a boxer on, I'm like, you're a boxer, like, how am I, no one's a tomato can, no one's a bum, yeah, there's boring fights, there's times where people stink the joint out, and I'll mention it, like, yeah, I think you could have done a little bit better last time. But at the end of the day, man, you know, I got nothing but respect because I know what it's like to be in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's hell. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. I mean, it's also, yeah, I'm, I'm constantly learning. I, I mean, I love the sport. I feel like I know a little bit about the history of boxing. And, and, and one of the things that's most important is that I have the opportunity from some great people. I mean, we've surrounded ourselves with great people. And the relationship that we have with promoters, they're extremely helpful um, they've been around a lot longer than me uh, from a business perspective, and, and, and the relationships that we've been able to establish have been priceless. And, and it goes throughout the whole industry. I mean, it, it just, you know, it, having this conversation with you is, is awesome. I love it. It gives me an opportunity and a, a place to talk about boxing. You're a lucky man that, the, that you get to do this, um, uh, to talk about music and boxing. It's just uh, two, pass, two unbelievable passions of most of the country. So you could call me anytime, bro, and I'll be willing to talk to you anytime. I love Actually, it. What are you doing? I love it. Let's do another one. Let's <laughs> done. Done. Let me know. <laughs> Excellent, brother. Enjoy your afternoon. I appreciate you so much. This was a great time. Absolutely. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Talk to you. Absolutely. Bye. Anytime. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.